0: Chapter thirty four, part A of the Monastery by Walter Scott. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter thirty four, part A. It is not texts will do it. Church artillery are silenced soon by real ordinance, and cannons are but vain opposed to cannon. Go, coin your crozier, melt your church plate down, bid the starved soldier banquet in your halls, and quaff your long-saved hogsheads turn them out, thus primed with your good cheer, to guard your wall, and they will venture for it." Old Play The abbot received his counsellor with a tremulous eagerness of welcome, which announced to the sub-prior an extreme agitation of spirits, and the utmost need of good counsel. There was neither mazer dish nor standing-cup upon the little table, at the elbow of his huge chair of state. His beads alone lay there and it seemed as if he had been telling them in his extremity of distress. Beside the beads was placed the mitre of the abbot, of an antique form, and blazing with precious stones, and the rich and highly embossed crozier rested against the same table. The sacristan and old father Nicholas had followed the sub-prior into the abbot's apartment, perhaps with the hope of learning something of the important matter which seemed to be in hand. They were not mistaken for after having ushered in the sub-prior, and being themselves in the act of retiring, the abbot made them a signal to remain. "'My brethren,' he said, "'it is well known to you with what painful zeal we have overseen the weighty affairs of this house committed to our unworthy hand. Your bread hath been given to you, and your water hath been sure. I have not wasted the revenues of the convent on vain pleasures, as hunting or hawking, or in change of rich cope or alb or in feasting idle bards and jesters, saving those who, according to old want, were received in time of Christmas and Easter. Neither have I enriched either mine own relations, nor strange women, at the expense of the patrimony." "'There hath not been such a Lord Abbot,' said Father Nicholas, to my knowledge, since the days of Abbot Ingelrim, who, at that portentous word, which always preluded a long story, the Abbot broke in. "'May God have mercy on his soul!' we talk not of him now what i would know of ye my brethren is whether i have in your mind faithfully discharged the duties of mine office there has never been subject of complaint answered the sub-prior the sacristan more diffuse enumerated the various acts of indulgence and kindness which the mild government of abbot boniface had conferred on the brotherhood of st mary's the indulgentiae the gracieus the biberies the weekly mess of boiled almonds, the enlarged accommodation of the refectory, the better arrangement of the cellarage, the improvement of the revenue of the monastery, the diminution of the privations of the brethren. You might have added, my brother, said the abbot, listening with melancholy acquiescence to the detail of his own merits, that I caused to be built that curious screen which secureth the cloisters from the northeast wind. But all these things avail nothing. As we read in Holy Maccabee capta est civitas per voluntatem dei it hath cost me no little thought no common toil to keep these weighty matters in such order as you have seen them there was both barn and bin to be kept full infirmary dormitory guest hall and refectory to be looked to processions to be made confessions to be heard strangers to be entertained veniae to be granted or refused and I warrant me when every one of you was asleep in your cell, the abbot hath lain awake for a full hour by the bell, thinking how these matters might be ordered seemly and suitably. May we ask, Reverend, my lord, said the sub prior, what additional care has now been thrown upon you since your discourse seems to point that way? Mary, this is it, said the abbot. The talk is not now of Biberis. Footnote? The Biberis Caritas and boiled almonds of which abbot boniface speaks were special occasions for enjoying luxuries afforded to the monks by grants from different sovereigns or from other benefactors to the convent there is one of these charters called de pittantia centum librarum. by this charter which is very curious our robert bruce on the tenth of january and in the twelfth year of his reign assigns out of the customs of berwick and failing them out of the customs of edinburgh or haddington the sum of one hundred pounds at the half yearly terms of pentecost and st martin's in winter to the abbot and community of the monks of melrose the precise purpose of this annuity is to furnish to each of the monks of the said monastery while placed at food in the refectory an extra mess of rice boiled with milk, or of almonds, or peas, or other pulse of that kind which could be procured in the country. This addition to their commons is to be entitled the King's Mess, and it is declared that although any monk should, from honest apology, want appetite or inclination to eat of the King's Mess, his share should, nevertheless, be placed on the table with those of his brethren, and afterwards carried to the gate and given to the poor neither is it our pleasure continues the bountiful sovereign that the dinner which is or ought to be served up to the said monks according to their ancient rule should be diminished in quantity or rendered inferior in quality on account of this our mess so furnished as aforesaid it is moreover provided that the abbot with the consent of the most sage of his brethren shall name a prudent and decent monk for receiving, directing and expending all matters concerning this annuity for the benefit of the community, agreeably to the royal desire and intention, rendering a faithful account thereof to the abbot and superiors of the same convent. And the same charter declares the king's farther pleasure that the said men of religion should be bound yearly and for ever, in acknowledgement of the above donation, to clothe fifteen poor men at the feast of Saint Martin in winter and to feed them on the same day, delivering to each of them four ells of large or broad, or six ells of narrow cloth, and to each also a new pair of shoes or sandals, according to their order. And if the said monks shall fail in their engagements or any of them, it is the king's will that the fault shall be redeemed by a double performance of what has been omitted, to be executed at the sight of the chief forester of Etric for the time being, and before the return of st martin's day succeeding that on which the omission has taken place of this charter respecting the pittance of one hundred i assigned to furnish the monks of melrose with a daily mess of boiled rice almonds or other pulse to mend their commons the antiquarian reader will be pleased doubtless to see the original
1: carta regis roberti primus abati et conventui de Melros. Carta de Epitantia Centum Librarum Robertus Dei Gracia Rex Cotorum Omnibus Probis, Omnibus Tocius, Tere suae Salutem sciatis nos pro salute anime nostre et pro salute animarum antecesorum et suo cesorum nostrorum regum scocie dedisse concesisse et ac presenti carta nostra confirmase deo et beate marie virgini et religiosis viris Abati et conventui de meros etorum sulcesoribus in perpetuum centum libras sterlingorum anui redditus singulis anis percipiendas de firmis nostris burgi beruici super tuedam ad terminos pentecostis Et sancti Martini in ieme pro e quali porzione de nova custuma nostra burgi preditti si firme nostre predite dictam sumam pecunie sufficere non poterum un de nova custuma nostra burgorum nostrorum de Edinburgh et de Haddington si firme nostre et custuma nostra vile vervici aliquo casu contingente ad hoc forte non sufficiant ita quo dicta suma pecunie centum librarum eis annuatim integre et absque contradiczione aliqua plenarie persolvatur precuntis aliis, qui buscunque assignationibus per nosfattis seu faciendis ad inveniendum in perpetuum singulis diebus qui libet monaco monasterii predicti comedenti in refectorio unum sufficiens ferculum risarum factarum cum lacte amygdalarum vel pisarum sive aliorum ciborum consimilis conditionis inventorum in patria et ilud ferculum ferculum regis vocabitur in aeternum et si Aliquis monacus ex aliqua causa, honesta de dicto ferculo, comedere noluerit, vel reficinon poterit non minus atamen, sivi de dicto ferculo, ministretur et ad portam pro pauperibus, de portetur nec volumus quod occasione ferculi nostri predicti prandium dicti conventus de quo antiquitus communiter eis de serviri sive ministrari sollevat in aliquo peioretur seu diminuatur. Volumus in super et ordinamus quod abas Eiusdem monasterii qui pro tempore fuerit de consu signorum de conventu specialiter constituat unum monacum providum et discretum ad recipiendum ordinandum et expendendum totam sumam pecuniae memorate pro utilitate conventus secundum votum et intentionem mentis nostre superius annotatum et ad redendum fidele compotum coram abate et maioribus de conventus singulis annis de pecunia sic recepta et volumus quo dicti religiosi deniantur anuatim in perpetuum pro predicta donatione nostra ad perpetuam nostri memoriam vestire quindecim pauperes ad festum sancti Martini in ieme et eosdem cibare eodem die liberando eorum quilibet quatuor unnas panni grossi et lati vel sex ulnas panis et eorum qui libet unum novum par sotularium de ordine suo et si dicti religiosi in premissis vel aliquo premissorum aliquo ano defecerint volumus quod ilut quod minus perimpletum fuerit duplicetur diebus magis necessariis per visum capitalis forestarii nostri de Selcirc, cui pro tempore fuerit et quod dicta duplicatio fiat ante natale domini proximo sequens festum sancti martini predictum in cuius rei testimonium presenti carte nostre sigilum nostrum precipimus aponi testibus venerabilibus in cristo patribus wilielmo joanne wilielmo et david sancti andreae glasguensis Dunkeldensis et moraviensis ecclesiarum dei Gracia, Episcopis Bernardo Abate de abirbrotoc Cancellario Duncano Malicio et Ugone de Fif de Stratin et de ross Comitibus Waltero Senescalo Scocci Jacobo Domini de Douglas et Alexandro Fraser. Camerario nostro socii militibus apud abir brotoc decimo die januarii anno regni nostri vicesimo
0: and footnote or of caritas or boiled almonds but of an english band coming against us from hexham commanded by sir john foster nor is it of the screening us from the East Wind, but how to escape Lord James Stewart, who cometh to lay waste and destroy with his heretic soldiers. I thought that purpose had been broken by the feud between Semple and the Kennedys, said the sub prior hastily. They have accorded that matter at the expense of the church as usual, said the abbot. The Earl of Cassillis is to have the ten sheaves of his lands, which were given to the house of Crossreguill, and he has stricken hands with Stuart who is now called Murray, Principis Convenerant Unum Adversis Dominum. There are the letters. The sub-prior took the letters, which had come by an express messenger from the primate of Scotland, who still laboured to uphold the tottering fabric of the system under which he was at length buried, and, stepping towards the lamp, read them with an air of deep and settled attention. The sacristan and Father Nicholas looked as helplessly at each other as the denizens of the poultry-yard when the hawk soars over it. The abbot seemed bowed down with the extremity of sorrowful apprehension, but kept his eye timorously fixed on the sub-prior, as if striving to catch some comfort from the expression of his countenance. When at length he beheld that after a second intent perusal of the letters he remained still silent and full of thought, he asked him in an anxious tone,—'What is to be done?' "'Our duty must be done,' answered the sub-prior, "'and the rest is in the hands of God.' "'Our duty—our duty?' answered the abbot, impatiently. "'Doubtless we are to do our duty. But what is that duty? Or how will it serve us? Will bell, book, and candle drive back the English heretics? Or will Murray care for psalms and antiphonars? Or can I fight for the halidome?' like Judas Maccabeus, against those profane Nicaners? Or send the sacristan against this new Holiferns, to bring back his head in a basket?" "'True, my lord abbot,' said the sub-prior, "'we cannot fight with carnal weapons. It is alike contrary to our habit and vow. But we can die for our convent and for our order. Besides, we can arm those who will and can fight the english are but few in number trusting as it would seem that they will be joined by murray whose march has been interrupted if foster with his cumberland and hexham bandits ventures to march into scotland to pillage and despoil our house we will levy our vassals and i trust shall be found strong enough to give him battle in the blessed name of our lady said the abbot think you that i am petrus eremita to go forth the leader of an host Nay, said the sub-prior, let some man skilled in war lead our people. There is Julian Abenel, an approved soldier. But a scoffer, a debauched person, and in brief a man of Belial, quoth the Abbot. End of chapter 34, part a